From Reductress, I'm Beth Newell, and this is the Reductress Minute. On this week's episode, we'll hear pieces from Shalewa Sharp, Rachel Pegram, and Joel Kim Booster. And finally, we talk a bit about waxing with our intern, Miranda. Anyway, let me introduce my co-host for today, Ava Victor. Hey! How's it going, Ava? Good, how are you? So Rachel's out this week because I think she's having some kind of life-saving surgery. Oh, I thought she was putting together an Ikea shelf. Oh, well, that's sort of like doing surgery on a shelf, if you think about it. Oh, yeah, it is. Ava, you want to tell us what's trending on Reductress this week? Yes, here we go. Life coach empowers six clients to death. Aw, this woman just married her high school showerhead. You could always move back home, reports mom through shimmering tears of glee. And Lauren posts on Facebook to see if anyone else is planning to drive from New York to Amarillo. Can you fucking believe that, bitch? Why would anyone be driving from New York to Amarillo? Lauren, you're being dumb and everyone hates it. No one's going to Amarillo, Lauren. That's insane. (laughs) And in more news, four tattoos that seem edgy until you realize they're Harry Potter references. This new dating app lets you focus in on all his hotter friends. And freaky, this woman can sense if there's a Sephora within a 10-mile radius. That's so amazing because I can only sense if I'm actually in a Sephora. Um, that's weird, Beth, because we're in a Sephora right now and you haven't said anything at all. Anyways, we've all heard the rumors that there's more to book clubs than just reading good books with friends. Here to read We Call It Book Club, But All We Do Is Drink Wine and Worship the Devil is Shalewa Sharp. There's nothing I look forward to more than my monthly book club. After a long four weeks of shuttling my kids to dance practice and paying my bills and vacuuming and doing the laundry, I relish the downtime with my friends. Nothing extravagant, just a few stray hours where we can really cut loose and let the wine flow. We all need a day to have an intellectual discussion about our book of the month while sipping vino and worshiping the devil. So sue us. We like wine. Oh, who am I kidding? We hardly talk about the book at all. We basically just drink wine and bow down to Beelzebub at these things. And that's it. And to be honest, that's all any of us really come for anyway. We even joke about it. We'll tell people... We're a drinking club with a reading problem, and we worship Satan because he is Lord. I'd rather be an upfront broad than one of those meek little devil-praising housewives who drinks her kids' NyQuil in private. No thanks. I suppose there are people out there who would judge us for that, who would say, why even call it a book club? Why not just say what you're doing, which is getting together to revel in the depraved bacchanalia, and throw yourselves at the altar of the cloven-hooved dark lord of all sin. That's fair. I get it. But in truth, we really do try. Each week, we have every intention to talk about the book. We got three chapters into Wild. We took a run at the sixth extinction. We skimmed King Lear. We got excited for a day about the paying guests. We read the table of contents of Moby Dick. We really, really, really try. See, book clubs are bad and scary. That piece was written by Laura Buckholz. 
And of course, thanks again to Shalewa Sharp for reading. Shalewa is a comedian who's been on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and has an album out called Stay Eating Cookies. You can find her on Twitter at Silky Jumbo. Oh man, I wish I was in a book club. Ava, what are some of your favorite book protagonists? Um, great question. Hmm. Oh, I guess Dobby from the Harry Potter movies. I love him so much. If you don't remember Dobby, let's just hear a quick clip. <laughs> Harry Potter. Such an honor it is. Sometimes when I'm sad, I just think about his little naked body and I feel so much better. So what are some of your favorite Dobby moments? Um, probably when he fucked me. I think it's so important for fantastical movies to have a character that's sort of like a sexy little gnome or something like that. And I think that was a real missed opportunity in the Twilight trilogy, for example. Right, like vampires and werewolves are cool, but why not also a big dicked Dobby? Right, like a little Dobby with a big sparkly dick, you know? I'm horny now. Speaking of horny, Ava, didn't our sponsor actually name one of their vibrators after you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm a sex icon. And let's listen to one more Dobby clip. Hold on. Hold on. Just hold on, okay? We'll we'll fix it. Come on now. Have something in your bag. Okay, so this is where Dobby is dying. So hot. Okay, so... Usually, when people die in Harry Potter's world, you bury someone with a wand. You dig the hole with a wand into the magic. But Harry digs a hole with his bare hands because he's grieving the death of this little house elf. And he loves him so much. He is so broken up here over the death of Dobby. It's like, if you love something, you want to fuck it. But you also got to give it a decent burial. All right, well, I'm crying and coming at the same time, but we got to move on. Here to read our next piece is Joel Kim Booster, and this piece is called Man with Gender Studies Degree Terrorizes Party. Fueled by an unfounded sense of outrage, Brooklyn resident Brendan Parker terrorized a local housewarming party last Saturday while brandishing his gender studies degree. Witnesses say the incident began over a seemingly innocuous comment made by a party guest about a local filmmaker. I said I wasn't really into Lena Dunham's new book, Mallory Nguyen said. Next thing I know, I'm being asked if I know the hurdles women in the entertainment industry face and something about the male gaze. Nguyen, who is an actress, is both a woman and working in the entertainment industry, added, I just knew he wasn't going to stop until I admitted my privilege. He came out of nowhere, says hostess Sarah Casey. Casey believes he is somehow connected to one of her idiot co-workers, though none of her invited party guests would admit to knowing the perpetrator. It all happened in slow motion. I just hid under the table until he left. Parker moved throughout the party, unleashing the fundamental concepts of his undergraduate major at every opportunity. It was kind of weird to get lectured about the patriarchy by, you know, a member of the patriarchy, one victim commented. He called me an Uncle Tom for wearing bras. In a particularly disturbing turn, one witness said that Parker claimed that he had read too many books to even see gender anymore, a claim the witness added was especially dubious, as it was never made clear what specific books Parker was reading. He just kept asking if I'd heard of the Madonna Whore Complex, which isn't a book. 
A review of Parker's social media reveals that this is not the first time that he has weaponized his degree. Frequent links to the women's news site Jezebel, accompanied by captions such as Shake my damn head and You've got to be kidding me, pepper his Facebook feed. It was only a matter of time, a close friend of Parker's commented. He's been waiting for an opportunity to really put that thing to use in person for a while now. The party ended with him yelling at someone about queer privilege, his friend added. I don't even know if that's a real thing. Parker did not identify where he obtained the degree, though he assured his victims that it was from a university that's pretty legit. Thanks again to Joel Kim Booster for reading and writing that piece. Joel is a stand-up comedian, and you can catch his half-hour special on Comedy Central. So not everything in the reductress office is all rosy and millennial pink. Sometimes we get into some pretty heated debates here. And Ava, you and I have really gotten into it on a certain issue, right? Yeah, we both like butts. But who likes butts more? Me. But maybe me. Let's debate. Butts. That's our buttzer. Okay, Ava, have you ever grabbed the butt of someone you're dating so much in public that they got mad at you? Yeah, because I love butts. Hmm, okay, fine. Tie. Butts. That's the buttzer. Beth, have you ever seen a guy's little butt naked and touched it so much while saying, I love this little butt, that he said, actually stop and covered up his little butt? I mean, not exactly that scenario, so no. Point Ava. Butch. Ava, do you have any butt screenshots from movies that you know how to quickly Google and pull up in the event that the women in your hunk lover's Facebook group start discussing good butts? Okay, so no, I don't have that, unfortunately. Point Beth. Point butt. Butch. Uh-oh, and that's our final butt, sir. Our time is up here. It's a tie. I guess the real winner here is butts and butt lovers, which is us. Here to read, I fucked him just to get those cargo shorts off, is Grace Perry. I fucked him just to get those cargo shorts off. First dates are tough. Those first couple minutes of conversation completely shape your opinion of a person. On my first date with Brandon, things started out badly. Brandon was wearing cargo shorts on a date with me. So I did what any reasonable person would. I fucked Brandon just to get him out of those godforsaken cargo shorts. Why did I go to such great lengths to save this lost angel? Sure, Brandon had the body of a Disney prince and his smile could dazzle any girl into a coma. In fact, he was even hotter in person than he was in his Tinder pictures. But to be very clear, that's not why I slept with Brandon. (laughs) I'm not that shallow. I slept with him to know the real Brandon. The Brandon who didn't don garb he got on sale at Old Navy in 2005. Why didn't he tell me up front that he owned cargo shorts? Obviously, he deliberately omitted that from our conversation. Instead, he just kept talking about all the volunteering he does with kids and old people and his commitment to provide legal support to immigrant communities. Boring. He owed it to me to be upfront about any horrific clothing he might wear on our date, and he fucking blew it. I mean, what was he carrying in those huge, unnecessary pockets? What was he hiding in there? After about 15 minutes, I ran out of small talk and could only concentrate on the shorts. What other offensive fashion choices was he hiding in those pockets? Hemp bracelets? Puka shells? Livestrong bracelets? Infinite possibilities flew through my mind as I struggled to keep normal conversation afloat. 
Before those thoughts came to my mouth, I blurted, Hey, Brandon, my apartment is like five blocks from here. Do you want to take your pants off? Finally, I could get to know the real Brandon. The Brandon with a reasonable number of pockets. We got back to my place. At the first kiss, I went to rip his pants off. Whoa, he said. Maybe we should take it slow. I mean, we just met. But I couldn't. I opened my mouth to explain, but all I could say was, Pockets. Pockets. So many pockets. He laughed. I finally, swiftly, took off his shorts, doused them in lighter fluid, and set them aflame on my back porch. I told him pant burning was a sex thing I meant to, so if we ever sleep together again, I guess I'm locked into that, but that's fine. The sex itself was mediocre at best, and ultimately Brandon was a total snooze. But seeing Brandon without those frumpy, knee-length shorts covered in mid-thigh pockets? It was the most honest first date I'd ever had. Some may call it drastic measures. I, however, call it a moment of enlightenment. Thanks again to Grace Perry, who also wrote that piece. Grace has written for The Onion and McSweeney's, and you can find her on Twitter at Perry Jatem. That's all the news for this week. But before we go, here at Reductress, we talk about all kinds of stuff in the office. And grooming is no exception. Waxing sure hurts, but is it worth all the pain? We wanted to bring in someone who has a lot to say about getting Brazilian waxes. So please welcome our intern, Miranda. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, Miranda. Thanks for being here. So, Miranda, we wanted to talk a little bit about the controversy around Brazilian waxing because some people say we shouldn't have to change our bodies to please other people. And some people say it hurts like hell. Sure. Well, for me, part of the Brazilian does hurt, but my incredibly tough and sturdy asshole actually feels nothing at all. Right. You have a really tough butt, don't you? I do. Wax on my asshole just kind of feels like a light tap. That's so impressive because when I go to get waxed, all I can think about is like, this is going to hurt so bad. I know. And sometimes I feel nervous too. But then when I see that wax coming from my asshole, I'm calm because I know it's thinking, come and get me for I am tough as a boot and feel nothing. Wow. I feel like the ripping sounds and my it just scares me to death and like I get so anxious when it's about to happen. The anticipation ruins me. Yeah, I guess I can't relate because my asshole is tough as an old-timey football and completely unbothered by hot, hot wax being poured upon it. So just to be clear, you're not waxing just your asshole. You're also waxing your vagina and that part does hurt? That part is definitely painful, but it is nothing at all for my industrial-grade asshole. Wow. Wow. So it's sort of just like a victory lap when you get to your butt? It's a really nice way of thinking about it, yeah. Um, my relentless and durable asshole, as tough as a weathered old mariner in a catamaran, unfeelingly watching a storm approach his vessel. Wow. Gosh. That is a sight to behold, I would imagine. Yeah. I'll never know. All right. Well, thank you, Miranda, for coming into chat. And Thank you, our audience, for spending our minute with us. If you have another minute, visit us at Reductress.com for more incredible content, including how to get him to notice you by dressing up like a man and joining the Chinese army, woman who loves dogs doesn't even know how to ride one, and is your period starting, or are those the ominous drums of Jumanji slowly encroaching? If you're enjoying the Reductress Minute and want to support all that we do at Reductress, you can help us out by visiting patreon.com Reductress and becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. 
For as little as $5 a month, you'll get access to exclusive content, including behind-the-scenes photos and videos, and one recording of our editor Rachel singing Annie DeFranco to a karaoke track. I think that's worth it. Thank you to our amazing readers, Shalewa Sharp, Joel Kim Booster, and Grace Perry. Our writer, Adrian Teeley, and of course, to the inspiring Miranda, played by our very own Miranda Kronfeld. That's how he sounds in bed. I wish. I hope so. I know he does. Oh, right. Because you fucked him. Yeah, he's very vocal. I'm always looking for a vocal partner who screams the whole time. Is he always this worked up? Yes.